Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show with your host, Nadia Khalil. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to today. Today is Friday. Yay! I love Fridays. I've always loved Fridays. Why? I don't know. I love starting a new week. I love starting the weekend. And I also like starting a new month. Um, It is March 1st. Time changes like March 10th. We're already like rolling into the season, even though it's going to rain, I think, here for the next week on and off, like the whole week. So that's going to be a new one on top of all the rain we've had. But the good news is our drought situation is no longer. So I guess that's good news in it all. But it is the first start something really cool this month. By the end of the month, you'll be done. I know it sounds weird, but know, know, know that every day is an opportunity. And I I have to say that we have lost a lot of people in the past month of our life. And, you know, one of them that you know about. And I'm going to talk about that on Monday. So all the questions that I got about where does the soul go once it leaves the body, and you know, past the obvious, past the obvious things that we already know. Um, I do want to talk about that on Monday because, believe it or not, it's, it's right, right up there with the most frequently asked questions. Um, some people come to me because they're concerned that some things that they have done in their lives prior to today may not have been that cool and they may have hurt people and they come to me to ask me because they're so scared to die because they are scared of what's going to happen to them. And a lot of that is upbringing. And then we have just the curious questions. So we'll do a show on that on Monday, but for today, um, let's get to the questions so that I get through them. I have one from Maria Dulce, and she says, Dear Nadia, your quote, hold your soul's contents close to your heart. When you do, everyone else can too. Please, would you mind explaining a bit more? What is the relationship between the heart and the soul? Well, your soul is, for any better way to call it, is your compass. Your soul knows everything you are not aware of. And so you get moments of deja vu once in a while, and you're like, God, I feel like this happened before. You really feel like it happened before. The way it smells, the color of the room, the stuff you see, the people that you may never have met, all of that just feels so like you've been there before. So the soul has all of your content. But we all know that we get veiled to be here. And that's, that's another thing I want to talk about, but that will also be next week. Next week is going to be the, the week of explaining the things that we don't normally explain or have straight answers for Monday and Tuesday, but the extent of the veiling but, and the reasoning, and we pass the obvious back again to that. But if you can think of your soul as your compass, think of your heart as 
the cows, then you can see the relationship between the two. Because our soul gives us gut feelings all day long. Go here, do this. You don't feel like doing that. It's giving us directions all day. But we can easily choose not to listen to the soul. We can shut it down. And we can say, oh, not now. I don't feel like doing that today. And your soul doesn't beat you up or fight you for it. It just gets quiet and goes away because it's obedient to your free will. But let's say your soul says, hey, you know what? Let's clean out the garage today. And you want to say, I don't have time. I don't want to. It's my only day off all week, blah, 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 blah. And then in your heart, you're like, yeah, but you know what? I really do want to put my cow back in the garage. I'm giving you a really silly example, but it's such a real one. And then your heart starts to agree with your soul and say, yeah, I think, you know what? You might want to clean up your garage today. There's a lot of junk in there. And garbage day's Monday, and let's get it going here. And so then you start cleaning out your garage. That's because you agreed. The driver took the compass and gave it life. It gave it direction. It gave it an outlet. Another great example of that is let's say you're going to bed at night, your kids are going to bed at night, and you know they're sleepy, you're really sleepy, but you want to go in and give your kids a hug and read them a book. And your soul says, you know, read them a book, sit with your kids for a minute. Your heart's like, yeah, I can do that tomorrow night. I'm really sleepy tonight. I really need to get to bed. I got to go to work in the morning, whatever. But then your heart goes, but I do want to sit with my kids. And you go and you sit with your child and you read a book and they fall asleep. And in the grand scheme of things, you may not remember that night a year from now or two years from now. The love of that night will carry both of you. So when your heart reacts to what your soul says, and I know I gave very easy, light examples, but another one, big one, you're in a relationship. And you do something that was a no-no in the relationship. You may have overspent. You may have not done something you needed to do because you did something else. And comes time for dinner, partner comes home, and you got to say something because, obviously, something wasn't done. You overspent and you came home with more bags than you expected. And you know that that will make him or her upset. Because maybe you don't have an extra stash of money to spend and it got put on a credit card. And your soul's like, oh, you better tell him. Because if you don't and he finds out, because he is going to find out or she is going to find out, then it's really going to be a problem. Because now not only did you not say something, but now they're going to question what else you're not telling have the conversation at dinner. Say, hey, you know what? I went shopping today and I found this great deal. I know we can't afford it at this time, but we will never be able to buy it again at this price, whatever it is. 
And if it really is a big problem, we can return it. Because you may have a little bit of buyer's remorse in there, and you may also not want to be in debt. But once you listen to your soul and your heart kind of what you've had to say and give it life and give it direction and take it and deliver it, it's done. But something bigger just happened in that moment. And the something bigger that just happened in that moment was trust. That's a huge trust thing. When you can say what you've done and you can talk about it and you don't feel like you have to hide anything. When you value what's in your soul enough to say it, even if it's hard to say for you, then you can say anything. And your partner will know that. When you can discuss anything, even if the outcome isn't one you want. When you can discuss anything that lives in your soul. Because in your heart you trust you're going to be okay. Because your soul is your compass and your heart is the one who drives you there, who can take you to where your soul knows you need to go you start to feel a freedom that you could never explain to yourself otherwise. And that freedom really does exist. There's something very interesting about our time right now in history, 2019 in March. Try to lie. And we're seeing them every single day. There's just splashed all over the news. This man lied about how he killed his wife. This politician lied about what he's done. And everybody's lying or trying to lie. And back in the day, we used to get away with a lot more lies because we didn't have DNA. I don't know how long it's been since we've had cadaver dogs. We didn't have films everywhere. We We weren't able to record everybody. We weren't able to take pictures of everything. People got away with a lot of stuff. But the the truth was that many people trying to get away with stuff. And their soul would say, you could hide that. Nobody will ever know. And then the heart would say, okay, let's hide it. But now when we see that transaction happen inside of a soul, We actually physically can see it happening. We have evolved so much that when somebody isn't telling the truth, we have it down. We know they're not telling the truth. It's not just the feeling we walk away with and go, hmm, that didn't sound right. We're like, that's not true. Sometimes if we know the person really well, we say to them, how can that be true? Because our soul is saying, ding, 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 this doesn't make sense. Our heart is saying, say something, otherwise you have to deal with this person's lie and you have to talk about it and you have to pretend it's true. Come 
a long way. We have come a long way because the more we listen to our own souls and follow through with our actions, the more we can see when someone did not. And now we have all these ways of proving it. So what's happening is choosing to lie and shut down their souls and not listen to what is best or right in their mind. And they know it's wrong. They just don't have the equipment to support the best of them. We see it. And the beauty of that is, is, and now I've seen it in a few trials or in a few problems that have come out, the person has to admit it. Even when I went to jury duty and they were picking the people for the jury and I was in like the, I think it was like the second round. There's the first round where they question you and then the second round where everybody, had, the jury has not been chosen yet, but they put you in this room and then they bring out the person accused, the defendant, and the plaintiff and the defendant um, attorneys are there and the defendant is there and we were going to start a trial once they chose the final jury but they had us go in and I guess after that and I don't know because we never got that far they were going to re-question us to see who they were going to keep for the jury and who they were going to send home so what happened was before we were going to go through choosing the second phase of who would be a juror, somebody, there was a camera somewhere that captured the defendant doing exactly what he was being accused of that he had put in a not guilty plea for. That not guilty plea turned into a no contest and All the jurors got sent home. There was no need for a trial. And what happens is that saves a lot of money and time and resources when things are found out sooner rather than later because now nobody has to go through and prove you did whatever it is they said you did. And it also proves otherwise. It also proves that you didn't do something. But the time is so much shorter. And that's true for us. When we listen to our souls and we follow through on with action, we don't spend time deliberating inside of us, should I, shouldn't I. We just have. And the more we listen to what our gut feeling directs us to. Like, yeah, you know what? Wake up early. Hey, you know what? Do this before you go to work. Hey, you know what? Kiss your kids goodbye. Tell your spouse you love them. Tell your partner you love them. Go to work. Yeah, you might not be feeling great, but when you smile, you do feel better instead of walking around and saying how bad you feel all day. What difference does that make? And when you do that, you start to say, wow, it really works. I remember 
first time I took my own advice. I remember it. said, holy cow, this is so cool. I can change my mood by listening instead of living with my ego's version of things, which would have just stunk. I would have been stinky all day making noises that weren't nice with my mouth by saying, oh, this stinks. Oh, this isn't okay. Oh, my life is really hard. Yeah, well, here's a newsflash. All of our lives are hard in one way or another. We will always have a challenge waiting at our door, one kind of challenge or another. So whatever's in your soul, pay attention because when you pay attention to you, when you pay attention to you, other people will know what to pay attention in you because they will say, hey, you know what? This person thought this through. This person is a conscious person in their decision-making. And so when they do give me a final answer, I will pay attention because they have paid attention. So I hope that answered your question, Maria. I have another question from Morgan Snap. I think it's Snap or Snape, Morgan. I have a question. Why do we sometimes stand in our own way even though we know what's better for us is something else? Exactly what I just said. Listen to your soul. Do what works best for you to deal with. And there's something else I want to add that came through on the show this week, and I was just so happy. I repeated it like a million times, and that is, that you have to believe that you are worth the outcome of doing what's better for you. Because sometimes we just think, oh, you know, I've never really done it that way. And it's kind of weird if I listen to myself, because if I listen to myself, that means that I'm okay. And I'm not ready to be okay. I don't want to be okay yet. It's easier to do what I've always done and deal with it the way I always have. And it is easier because it's a habit. But once that habit gets broken, you look back at it and go, oh, wow, I took that route? Why would I have done that to myself? So let's fast forward and imagine yourself doing that, going, wow, I chose that route? Why would I choose that? How would I look at a person who chose that route? How would I be affected by their decisions? Wow, I wouldn't want to kind of be around that. So ask yourself why you don't feel worth the outcome. Huge question. Am I worth, do I deserve the outcome? Do I deserve the outcome? Do I deserve the degree? Do I deserve to solve my issues? Do I deserve to be happy? Do I deserve to have this completed or accomplished? We have been taught that if we buy something, it makes us feel better. Then it may. 
But by the time we go to bed, we've forgotten it. And all we remember is how we feel about ourselves, about the people around us. So that question, why do we stand in our own way? There's actually a name for it. And it's funny because when I first saw Christ, Christ used to say self-sabotage. And I never saw that word anywhere. And then he told me by the time people literally find the book, by the time they find the book, they will be starving for the information. And all of a sudden, the language Christ used with me was everywhere. Self-love, self-sabotage, you know, reclaiming, rejuvenating, all these coaches everywhere, all this stuff going on. We were all on that same wavelength. And I learned what collective consciousness means. And I am not, and I will repeat this till I die, not a spiritual person. I just believe in God in the way of this information. And the better thing was just to share the information without telling you, the person, you, the listener, that you had to be a certain way for God to accept you. That you had to do certain things. Because even in the spiritual world, the people that I started meeting were telling me how spiritual they were and how they practice this and do that. And really, whatever it is we do, keep God close because then you feel like you are allowed to be yourself because the love of God is so encompassing and so accepting. And when we don't feel we deserve that, or we think we've done something wrong and we're judging ourselves because God doesn't actually judge us, then we start doing stuff that takes away from us. And it's a choice. It's a choice backed up by habit because habit will keep you in repetition because it's easier to do what you've always done than it is to create a new path. Because in the beginning, you do have to be conscious of it. I mean, nothing just walks into your life. You do have to say, hey, I don't want to do this anymore, but you got to come up with a plan of what you are going to do. Otherwise, you don't have another plan and you go back and do what you've always done, whatever it is. Pay attention to that. My next question is from Christopher Sedrain. He says, Nadia, is it possible to live with a soul and with all the other souls without demand? Surely that is the problem. Depends on the soul. If we're used to being demanded from or we think other souls need to do stuff for us that will make us happy, then we're going to live with demand. If we're kind of gotten to the place where we're okay with ourselves no matter where we are and who we're talking to, it's not a problem because now we're not going to expect that from other people. And I will take the example here. I know there's millions of examples with couples of any kind, but I'm going to take it farther because this is even harder because we feel we are the boss of these people and that is our children. I don't want my kid to ever do that. I got to control this. I got to control that. And when they're younger, that works out great. Then our kids get older and we get rebellion over and over again. And what I found out 
in life through experience with partners, with children, with people who are angry or people who want what they want from me, demanding from me. And I know there's no way I could ever deliver on that because I'm not an IV that you stick into your body and I just make you feel better, guide you. And I'm a good guide. I'm a good guide. That I know because I kicked my own butt getting out of my habits. And I know exactly step by step by step what we need to do to take ourselves on the path of love, to go back to that fork in the road and repave it with love. And a lot of that is stuff we talked about already today. But I can do it. I have done it for 17 years. I have changed many lives because Christ changed mine by pointing the very same things out. And he didn't use God as a weapon. He didn't try to make me feel like if I didn't do what he wanted, I would be in trouble or less favored or not loved or punished or whatever we put on it. He never demanded from me that I did anything. Every question I had gave me an experience that taught me autonomy, that taught me how to be responsible for the decisions I am making. And it was really hard to say, oh, wow, I really do do that. Hmm. No, I don't like that. But I do do it. And once I stopped being judgmental about myself, about my actions, and the take that I, and I had it, so I know we can break that pattern the take that says, well, I never get anything. I never win anything. Everyone else has a partner that's good to them. Why don't I? What am I doing wrong? That whole take. And I somehow around by when I wake up those days because I woke up those days feeling that way and said oh this is going to be one of those days I started turning those days into my favorite days so when I would wake up and feel that way I would wait until the weekend because I'd still have to go to work and sometimes it wasn't easy it wasn't a weekend that day when I was finally allowed to feel. Now I was going to gobble up a whole Saturday or Sunday being depressed. I changed how I felt about those days. And I go, oh, this is the day I'm not going to feel good. Well, usually the good things about those days were I would watch a movie from beginning to end and I would pop popcorn and I would, you know, take care of like this quiet world I live in so I can catch up. Because Christ had told me depression is when our passion feels squashed. So I knew, okay, I'm squashed right now. So let me just 
get myself out of here. So I would watch movies and I'd get lost in movies and some of those movies would make me cry and I'd feel great that I was crying. And I'd be like, oh, that felt so good. Because it didn't matter what I cried about, I just needed to cry. Judging inside of you, you stop demanding from the outside of you. And there's a harmony that starts to exist between you and other souls because you have a respect for their process. There'll always be a problem. There'll always be those who need to demand who don't know this yet. But they will know it one day. And they won't do it, hopefully, in their lifetimes, for their entire lifetime. And they will get to live with a sense of emotional freedom. So our time is up already. I will see you guys Monday. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.